You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. He falls at home to South Carolina, 63-59. to And a battle ranked teams, number 25 TCU beat number 15 Texas Tech, 85-78. to Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. You want to jump in on the show with us this morning. We'd love to have your phone calls. So the first 30 minutes are wide open for you guys. So once again, that phone number is always 205-342-9904. The Twitter accounts or X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1 or email. For our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download that app, the Tide 100.9 app. There's a chat box up in the right-hand corner. Uh, you can send us a message there, and we'll be happy to read that on the air or respond to that or whatever you would like for us to do. It's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing, and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about, and there's no better product than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. So head on down to your local dealer, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks helped Alabama last night, Dad, by going into Tennessee, huh. South Carolina. It's going to be ranked probably the next time the polls come out, and they're going to. It shouldn't be, but they. <laughs> they just beat Kentucky and Tennessee on the road. I know. I know. Why shouldn't they be? Well, they should be right. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, uh, Tennessee, I'll be put on probation for the way they played last night, and this is the opportunity for me to say to you again that mental is the physical, but three is to one. You know, when Alabama comes in, they are ready to play. They run them off the three-point line. They don't let them shoot it. They don't make any, make four threes. They play as hard as they can play. They come in and give South Carolina a lot of credit. South Carolina comes in and drills their little fannies for ten threes. They didn't get to them. The corner shot killed killed South Carolina, uh, killed Tennessee. And uh, Barry's exactly right. It is a big win for Alabama, having having Kentucky and Tennessee losing to South Carolina. Um, and not the scores particularly, and Alabama beat them pretty badly, but uh, certainly the game situation. Georgia Tech beat North Carolina, uh, and a little bit of an upset in the last play- shot of the game. And uh, in the Tennessee game, uh, Dalton Connect was unbelievable. He had 31 points. Somebody else, somebody else had 10, but he had 31. He best he he took that team over the last part of the game. Unbelievable the way he played. And uh, the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss. And State uh, fought it out. Ole Miss uh, uh, didn't have near as many turnovers as State did, as best I can remember. And Ole Miss comes away with a win at home against State. I know State played better. Yeah, They played better on the offensive end than they have been playing. And, uh, of course, they got beat. But uh, they still uh, look like they got it uh, picked up a little bit in that position there. So, uh, Tennessee uh, has been accused of the of, of – the, uh, 
major NIL violations. Uh, Tom Mars, who we all know, Barry and I know that involved with Arkansas, is is backing the NIL group uh, uh, with the NCAA. I don't know what what they do, but it's on the quarterback, and so they're under some major sanctions there. We'll see what happens, but. Uh, uh, Florida State's Swafford uh, is being accused of, of killing the ACC by by Florida State. Big stink there. Won't go into it. I told you yesterday. I'll tell you again. DJ Durkin is going to be the new defense coordinator. The Kelly will be also work with him. Um, Pebble Beach starts twenty million dollars. So Ryan Williams, Mister Football, for the second second time uh, in his career. I believe that's correct. I hope I'm not wrong on that. And so uh, I'll end up by telling you tonight's games. And tonight's games will be Alabama will be playing uh, at uh, at Georgia. Uh, Georgia has come close to beating people, um, almost beat Tennessee, but didn't, but playing better than they have played. It's a 5.30 game for people who want to watch that. Uh, Florida at Kentucky will be a 7 o'clock game. Uh, Florida's better. Uh, probably won't be Kentucky. There, Arkansas and Missouri, uh, one, one win out of both of them. Arkansas is one in six. Missouri has not won. I believe that's correct. I'm not looking at it. And Vanderbilt's at Auburn, and you know what's going to happen there pretty much uh, with Auburn uh, not shooting the basketball quite as well as they need to shoot it. Um, I think you've got some bad shooters shooting it, but I don't coach your team. So um, that, that's what's taking place. A lot of things we can talk about, uh, talk about, uh, you know, situation now about football, if you want to talk about that. Um, let me just tell you this. I, I said this the other day. When people, when people move in, they move in with their wives and their kids, and they start coaching all the way from Washington to the University of Alabama. It's a different world. Most of them in this year will be happy. There'll be somebody whose kids will be unhappy, their wife is unhappy, and they're 88 out the gate. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. And the recruiting part is going to be the most important. So thing I'll say to you. That's it, Barry. All right. That's big, uh, that's big talk about how much money Tennessee gave this quarterback right. prior to him getting there. Uh, I hope the NCAA nails them uh, because that's the only way to stop it. Proving, I mean, eight million, thirteen million uh, for the kid at Florida that you agree to pay this kid before he even walks onto the campus. That's not what NIL was put in place for. It's for a guy to get to school, uh, create a brand, and then make money off his name, not give it to him before. So I personally. I uh, hope Florida State gets nailed, and I hope Tennessee gets nailed, and I hope they nail other people because that will start they to stop it. They it, it. What do you mean it won't stop? It'll slow it down to where you start offering paying a kid eight million dollars out of high school before you. They'll go. They'll go a different way, son. Well, I hope they get nailed. So, uh, and then people can. You know, complain about Tennessee and say Tennessee turned Alabama in. Guess what, guys? Alabama was cheating, so they did turn them in for cheating. So uh, it is what it is. And if Tennessee did those things, I hope because that's the only way to start to try to maybe reel this thing back in uh, a little bit is to hammer uh, somebody. And coming off of what went on with Jeremy Pruitt, you would think Tennessee would be uh, walking on eggshells over there, but evidently not. <laughs> Do you think this kid should be allowed to play quarterback there anymore? If they well, 
uh, yeah, uh, probably because of, of things that other schools are doing. And they're not doing it to that extent because they don't have the kind of money that Tennessee has, has uh, uh, gotten. But uh, money is money, and and uh, I don't I don't know whether he should should play out. I, I don't know. I don't well, know. they want to send him a message. I would rule him ineligible at Tennessee, uh, and like make him let him go somewhere else. Maybe he got caught up in it. Maybe he didn't know know the rules. But they got to move fast. This thing can't take. The way that FBI thing took and take oh, three it'll, it'll and four. Take forever, right? yeah. yeah, we've got a new we've got a new NCAA, a new guy who wants to go and 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 revamp everything. I'm listening to these guys try to explain it. And I don't understand it either, but they're they're revamping it. But you can't you can't spend all your time revamping it while you're revamping it. You're correct. You're, you're the people are cheating their heads off. Yeah, so. you got to get it. Uh, uh, Either put a stop to it right now until we come out with something better than what we have. Uh, but the way they're doing it now is not good for college football. All right. Also, uh, I probably shouldn't mention this, but I'm going to do it, uh, anyway. Uh, Justin and dad, the Tuscaloosa news. Come on, people. Um, I know we don't have the, how many days now do they actually have a hard paper you can put your fingers on, Justin? Do you even know? I know they have an online. Uh, deal. Guys, they are, with high school basketball, let's stop being lazy, all right? They had people send in, uh, you know, your top, some of their top players. Well, they've put probably 30 kids up for player of the year. You know how they're going to determine who the player of the year is in the city or in this area by who gets the most votes? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let the coaches vote on it. Uh, and I'm not blaming the people that go in there and vote, but it's a stupid, silly system. But the player of the year is too important to have just be, whoever goes in and votes the most for 30 different kids. First of all, you don't have 30 kids on there. You get down to about three. Uh, player of the year? We're talking about player. Well, of what the happens year. to you is that the one of them's mother calls the, all the people and says, "Hey, vote for Joe for but, player they, of the year." Then yeah. you can sit there and vote as many times <laughs> as you want. So I can sit there all day long and vote. Well, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Put it down to three kids. Ask the coaches who are the three best players. Uh, in the West Alabama, I don't know how far the reach goes out and, and make it like legitimate. Don't, it's the laziest way. It's embarrassing. They do that with player of the week all week. I, I, I can't, it drives me insane. I don't, I hadn't watched half of these kids play. I mean, I know a lot of kids that are on this list that they're good players, but they don't need to be up for player of the year. Player of the year should mean something. So Tuscaloosa News, quit doing that. Uh, I don't know why you're doing that. It's embarrassing. If you want to put up something, let people vote one time, fine. But to sit there and vote all day long is absolutely silly. All right, that's my rant on that. I'm going to take a break here. We'll get to the phone lines when we get back. Um, when we get back from break, Tuscaloosa Toyota, we'll talk to Justin uh, at the top of the hour. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard. The 2024s are in, and they will take great care of you. they got the trucks, the SUVs, that Grand Highlander. It's a beautiful vehicle, the Toyota Ravs, the Camrys. If you go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com, you can schedule a service, look at everything on the lot, swing by there today, tell David DeSantis and Justice that Wimp and Barry sent you. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. Are they drive on Highway 69 from 15th Street to Middle Area Road? About 11 minutes, both directions there on I-359 from the 2059 interchange up to 15th Street, just three or four minutes with no big problems there. And 2059 from Skyland Boulevard out to the 359 interchange both ways. Expect seven to eight minutes. No big problems brewing for the moment. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. The wife of retiring West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin was injured in a traffic crash in Homewood. It happened when a pursuit of a felony suspect by Homewood police busted through an intersection and collided with a car in which Gail Manchin was a passenger. She was transported to UAB. Alabama Senator Katie Britt issued back guarantee. Text support to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today. Cooler, Tuscaloosa side 53. Mostly fair tonight with the light freeze, the low at 30. Tomorrow and Friday, a warming trend. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow is 60, the high Friday at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Well, somebody answer that damn phone. That's 205-342-9904. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. we got a few texts. Uh, people might rant about the Tuscaloosa News. Uh, Justin, we want to go out on a take that down, Tuscaloosa News. That's embarrassing uh, to be trying to. And I got two players on there. But that's embarrassing to have 30 kids down there for player of the year. Uh, player of the year should mean something, uh, Justin. So as you're doing these shows throughout the day. Let's beg the Tuscals of News to take that down. Uh, it's embarrassing. All right, Yellowwood, pressure-treated pie from Great Southern. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. To the Yellowwood hotline, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Good morning, buddy. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're okay. We're fired up this morning, Tom. Oh, no, I agree with you, though. I mean, I think uh, I, it, it, it's really bad. Uh, the way Tuscaloosa News is, uh, lack of co- coverage for high school basketball to me. I mean, it takes forever to find a score, uh, uh on a previous day's, uh, results. And, and that irritates me to no end. And, um, anyway, I got my own axe to grind with them. Uh, I, I, I wanted to say something about the Florida State thing that you brought up about this, uh,
Florida State run to, to do the dirty work on this legal stuff, and they're just laying in the bushes, and they're they're wanting to get into the AR to the SEC, and they the minute that they see an opening, they're jumping to the SEC, and that's North Carolina and Virginia. That. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I, I, it, it's the whole cotton picking thing is confusing to me. Uh, what the, what Florida State can do, I'm not sure that's going to make any about fuss about all that. I I don't know where any of that stands, Tom. Well, I, I don't either, but uh, I, I know that they're going to court, and North yep. Carolina and Virginia are sitting there. And they're yep. saying, you yep. know, that uh, they, they think they're getting a shout about, uh, on the TV thing. And, yep. but, and they're looking down here, and they're seeing all these big checks that's coming out in the SEC. And here's the thing that, yep. that everybody's saying. The, the presidents in the SEC, they would love to have North Carolina and Virginia for the academic uh, standards that they have. And what it would mean academically to the conference. Well, there's a po- it, the contract was very poor. It was a long-term contract of not enough money for the years to come. And uh, it, it, you know, the contract should have been escalated real high every year that they, you know increased every year. But they made it. They made, they did a poor job of, of getting the contract the way they needed to start with. Is that, that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 that, that, it's pitiful what they get paid compared to everybody else. And now, you, and and then they look around, and here comes the big uh, ten or whatever they are now, and uh, and, and they get their payout's going to be right at a billion dollars per school, and they're going, wait a minute here, we're we're really. This is killing us, and uh, and it's it, it's creating what what this all gets down to. What I'm talking about is you're fixing to see another uh, move in expansion. But do you think Good the great. SEC would want Florida State, Tom? I'm sorry. Do you think the SEC would want Florida? Oh, no, State? no, no, no. Nobody, nobody wants Florida no. State. They're going to the Big Twelve. He wants Virginia and North Carolina. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. like, is. Is Florida State are they better than the ACC? Is that what they're thinking? Or they just don't like the don't mu- like they don't like the revenue. That's what they're. That's their that, big. Yeah, part. it's all it's all about the TV revenue. Yeah, and uh, and they think they uh, and they have. If you compare it to every other conference, that they've gotten the shaft on the. Uh, it, it was about like Coach Battles negotiating with Nike for Alabama. It was the worst uh, contract ever in the history of contracts. <laughs> Nobody could believe he did what he did, and it cost Alabama millions of dollars. And uh, and the same thing took place with ACC and uh, and their television package. I don't know who did it, but it's crazy when you read it. Yeah, um, it's it'll be. But, but I, I wanted y'all's take since y'all's experience in basketball. The word is that Virginia and North Carolina. Once again, I know I'm being redundant here. They want in the SEC bad. They don't want to go anywhere else, but they would love to be in the SEC. Okay, if that is true, if that is true, what is what would it mean to have those two in SEC or basketball? Well, to me, here's, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem you got. You you wipe away the ACC. 
And then when you try to go, then when you get, when you get, uh, we've already going to have 16 teams, which would mean you'd have 18. Right. And, uh, ACC be 88 and out the gate. And, and, uh, the, the Big 12 is all jumbled up with the South, with the Central Floridas and all that people. And the Pac 12 is gone. And we, we go, we'll just, just about have the three, uh, Big 12, you know, uh, SEC and Big Ten, if that were to happen, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it's so out of whack now, Tom. I, of course, I'm I'm old school. I hate change. Like I, I like the SEC the way it used to be, the Pac-12 the way it used to be. Uh, the, the, you know what they ruin the rivalries. Yeah, you know, what they did with the Big Ten, uh, spreading that out like that—that's embarrassing. That, that that's not a league. You got Stanford's run. coming all the way over to play, play uh, at ACC. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> they've ruined it. Uh, we I, we I got agree. people making decisions that are, that are ruining college athletics. Like I'm getting to the point now where I don't even care anymore. Like about football recruiting and all that. Like who cares? It's it's we're spoiling these kids, giving them. Lamborghinis and before they've done anything, they haven't done anything. And I don't tell me coaches can move around. Well, coaches, when they move around, they pay a buyout, a pretty darn big one, <laughs> you know, for coach DeBoer to come to Alabama. Somebody's given Washington 12 million. So they're not moving around with no penalty. There's penalty there and a high price. So it, it's not the same, uh, Tom. I agree. I agree with all that, but it was. It's interesting to me uh, what uh, and the reputation that North Carolina and even Virginia have in basketball, uh, what it would look like. And just if you look at it from a sports standpoint and basketball standpoint, what the SEC would look like with North Carolina and Virginia in the league. That, to me, is is, is wild. And... Uh, and, and, uh, and I wanted to get y'all's take on it. Yeah, you know, I, I just think the way it, I think the way it affects the other leagues, and uh, you know, it, I think it I think I think it affects that wipes out the ACC, and uh, it it gives you sixteen, it gives you eighteen teams in the SEC, which is whew, a lot of teams. I, don't I, I, I want to see how it works with Texas and Oklahoma before I start adding more teams. See how that looks. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it would it would make right. basketball better for sure. All right, uh, better bad connection there. But uh, but anyway, um, I, I don't know. Um, tonight's game, uh, Dad, Alabama travels over to Georgia. I think uh, you know Georgia uh, is much improved. Uh, Nate Oates talks about uh, that they're playing a lot faster uh, this year. Uh, so Coach Mike White's done a good job of. Uh, you know, maybe changing some things there, getting some yeah. things in place, uh, there. They, they did win at South Carolina and they played them again, uh, this weekend. But Georgia's currently four and three. Uh, they are, uh, 14 and six overall. So this will be a resume win for those guys. So I think you're going to get their best shot. Uh, Alabama's a six and a half point favorite. Uh, but that, you know, Nate Oates did lose over there the year that, uh, not Nate Oates, but Alabama by coached by Nate Oates the year they were one in 17. So is it, Georgia's been a little bit of a tough place to play for Alabama. Uh, maybe because it's not a great environment. Sometimes your guys aren't ready to play when the environment's not quite as good, but I would imagine 
Yeah, of course, it's 5.30. be 6.30 over there. We'll see if the people from Atlanta can get there. What kind of environment do you expect tonight over at Stegman Coliseum? Oh, uh, semi-good. Not perfect. Uh, not not to the point that it affects the game. Uh, the st- students, to some degree, will be there. But I don't think uh, – I think it won't be to the point that uh, there's a big home court advantage. I think there'll be some advantage. But as I said, semi advantage for for Alabama. I think Alabama wins maybe in a, in a maybe a close one or something. I've uh, pretty much after the game yesterday with Tennessee getting beat, and not ready to play. Um, I'm in the process of going through the four teams that uh, will be left to have to, to have a shot for the for the SEC round robin if, if that's important. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw Bruce Pearl's press conference, and he was actually seemed a little bit frustrated with the the fan base. Is kind of all over him for losing those two uh, road games. He says, "Hey guys, guess what? We're going to lose some more. Uh, we're going to lose some more games uh, this season. That's what happens to you when you go on the road." Uh, sure, he would like for his team to play better. Um, they're playing Vanderbilt at home tonight. They're eighteen. Point favorite. I look for them to send Vanderbilt a message tonight. Uh, these guys are probably, uh, tired of being ridiculed and, and, uh, talked about. So I look for them to come out tonight and, uh, we'll see if they can, uh, really beat a pretty bad Vanderbilt team who is 0 and 6, 5 and 14. How does Jerry Stackhouse survive that over there this year? Well, they, they, what happens to you is that you're so bad at the very beginning of your contract back some years ago that when you get halfway decent they say you're improving the program and that that's that people that's the way people look at it uh, because you've been so bad when you get halfway decent you 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 know you're you know he's, he's bringing that program along i i don't i don't agree with that i don't think he i think pro guys that get in i think pro guys that get into college coaching coaching that players coaching uh have no idea the organization of recruiting. And he's got a place that, uh, yeah, they can get some NIL money from some people. Uh, if you work those doctors, you got to get some NIL money. And then secondly, secondly, you, you, uh, have got to get out and be organized to the point that you get the kind of players that Vanderbilt can get in. It's a hard job, but they've been doing it many, many years and, and been very good at it. I know things Mine change. Is a good job, though. You got to be able to recruit national yeah. Yeah. Uh, with your academics they, there. They're you're, not organized. You're selling to an incredible city. Uh, a Vanderbilt education. Wow. Well, I mean, what does that mean? So they, ba- right. I understand football, but basketball should not be this down, in my opinion. Two-minute truck right at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this Smooth move because moving is stressful. Well, these guys know exactly what to do, how to handle your stuff, get it in and out, not uh, tear up your stuff, tear up your walls. So let these guys come and they'll take all the stress away from you. Give them a call today, whether it's a local, out of town, or out of state. Show you how many Tuscaloosa customers are searching online for your type of business. It's quick, easy, and free. Visit mylocalcustomers.com. That's mylocalcustomers.com. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
back here inside the locker room. Yellowwood, you're going to build the five-star backyard. There's only one choice. That's yellowwood.com. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. When we want to have a real... Justin, we want to have a real football talk. We go to a real football coach because Dad and I don't know uh, anything about football. We know people. I gave him a week off, Barry. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he probably <laughs> said you <laughs> had sent that check you've been promising. Well, uh, I gave him a week off. Yeah, he no telling what he did that week off. <laughs> he probably. <laughs> Good missed, morning, Jack. He probably missed us. Good morning, yeah, Coach. Hey, Jack, I, I missed. I missed you. I, I uh, had lunch with uh, Frank Bromberg yesterday and. Frank wanted to ask me how Alabama football was, what I'd heard about Alabama football. And I said, hell, I had a week off. I, I don't know anything unless I talked over him. <laughs> yeah, he's got all Jack, the uh, Yeah, I, I um, made this comment about people coming in from a distance to, to be the new coach, going and coming. Yeah. But when you come in, yeah. when you come in with your families and your coaches, the biggest thing is you don't know where Sipsy is versus where Selicaga is. So you got to have help there and recruit. You're recruit, recruiting. And when you get here, there'll be a lot of coaches and their families will be happy. There'll be somebody unhappy and in one year they're 88 and out the gate. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it, that's just the way it is. But the recruiting, the recruiting organization is absolutely cru- cr- critical to know where they are and who's going to evaluate who and who's going to go yeah. where. In order to make it, comment. Yep. Yeah. Well, my comment is this: whenever you bring somebody else's family into your family, whether that family is a family of a a player, or whether it's a coach's family or an administrator's family, uh, it's a level that I call intimacy. I mean, you're starting to get to a level of intimacy where you. Sort of sharing the same air, you know, you live the same life, you, and you start finding out how much you're like and how much you're different. And there's always some difference in there. It's just, you know, what the mitigating circumstances are of the different. If there are some philosophical things that are just, they'll end up being in conflict, obviously. And, uh, that's what you can't have. You can't have in a, you can't have things that they create conflict, whether it be between two wives or, you know, between a coach and a player. You 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 gonna have? I mean, humans. You know, you know they they're gonna they're gonna be different opinions. But when there's philosophical things that come out of a, yeah. knowing somebody intimately, those things that eat at you, and those are the things that can. And I can tell you, a lot of it is just a head coach having that intimate relationship with the coaching staff. And I think we've seen a lot of coaches, we take Auburn, for example, you know, after one year, the intimacy just wasn't right. And all of a sudden, people are gone. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, I think, but but it's hard to get it right. I put it that way. I think the board's done a good job of coming in and, and surrounding himself with with people that uh, he's, he's a likable guy, and I think that really helps, Barry. It helps a bunch, and what he's about to find out, uh, or what the players are about to find out, is 
you know, let's get past the press conference, let's get out of the meeting room, and what what does this feel like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, one thing about the Alabama program, they, they've always just had a, a tremendous, no matter who, I don't think they've had any coach that didn't have a high demand level for discipline and work. And and I don't think this one's going to be any different, but it, it's going to feel different. You know, what's a, what's a day in the life of a right guard at Alabama like? I mean, what what is it? What is it in his life that's affected differently, you know, under this coach than under is the, is is the work as hard or is it harder? Or there's some little discipline, discipline things, just little details you got to do that maybe you didn't have to do before. How much real change is that up there on a day to day basis? And there's got to be a bunch. Nobody coach like Nick. Nobody coach like Nick. I mean, he. His discipline and and workload was it was exceptional. That's the reason he got such consistency out of those players. Uh, even though people can find times that consistency maybe wasn't a wasn't a word, but hell, seventeen years of that excellence <laughs> that that's as hard consistent, hard working discipline. You know that. Well, yeah. Uh, Coach, talk about. Um... You know, I'm sure you had to do it. These head coaches have to hire, and they unfortunately have to fire guys. When you fire guys, yeah. uh, a lot of times guys that have been in charge of a certain area recruiting, they got relations that ships there. And uh, so yeah. you got a new guy coming in, and he's got a, the guy that you've let go. Uh, he's not happy. Uh, he's talking to that probably that high school coach there. Now, we yeah. always talk about uh, – Guys with strong shirts. Like if you have an A on your shirt, that's a, that's a strong yeah. shirt. And Duke, yeah. <laughs> you're Duke basketball. When you walk in, just the shirt. It don't matter who's got it on. The shirt gets their attention. <laughs> uh, yep. How long yep. does that take to build the relationships? And then you'll say you let a guy like Cadillac go. You got to let him go for whatever reason. Somebody's got to go in and clean up the mess behind him because he has relationships with recruits and coaches and everything that he's been, uh, you know, dealing with over the years. How do you handle that as a head coach with the new guys that you bring in? Well, the head coach, but it's also that relationship coach. And the head coach is really third on the food chain when yeah. it comes to a relationship. And I mean, he, he's not the top of the food chain. Yeah. Well, he is at the top of the food chain, but. It, about there's a spot between him and the one that actually is the relationship manager at Sarah Land High School, for example. And, uh, you know, how good a salesman, how just how good, you know, Bobby Wallace, he could walk into a coach's office and they could hate Auburn. And when he left, they'd have a better attitude about Auburn. Just, you know, Bobby could sell ice to an Eskimo. And just because, just, just because you're a good football coach and that head coach thinks you can coach that position, that don't mean you got that skill set. And I've seen some really good position coaches that I'm going, oh, God, we won't have many relationships around his time he spends. But you you still put those guys in that position. Some are better than others. How long does it take? I think it takes about as long as what it takes for somebody to really project themselves into a high school coaching um, and, and into a prospect's life. Now, every one of them do it different. The ones that do it great, I start saying, shoot, they got to be a head coach one day. I mean, it, 
tell you what, Houston Nutt didn't take me long to realize when he hit the ground in Memphis, where we had never recruited before, <laughs> it took about 48 hours. They were in love with Houston, which meant we had the chance to recruit the players at Arkansas. And you got you got to have some of those, but every assistant coach is not a Houston Nutt. This this uh this thing at Auburn is to me is unbelievable. We're he's hiring an offensive guy from from Ole Miss who he worked with, um, so he can call the plays. But the offensive coordinator is not going to call the plays. He's going yeah. to be there, because there won't be any argument between the guy who calls the plays, which is the head coach, and the new guy who comes in and is called the offensive coordinator. To me, to me. Yeah. Auburn's got into a, a little bit of a jamble, jumble, or whatever. I tell you, Wimp, uh, you know, being coordinator is certainly, you know, inside of that, you know, the think tank, so to speak. But the guy that calls the plays more than anything else has got to be in the mind of the quarterback every day. Mm-hmm. And Good point. And, yeah. Because the worst thing you can ever do is send a play in and that that quarterback and, and the other players will see it in his eyes when he goes, where the hell did this come from? If that's the thought, because that's not what I sat there and, and watched the film for two and a half hours going over all these situations and what my thinking was supposed to be on the plus 20 yard line, uh, on third and four, you know, you go through all again, where all the variables, the thinking of the quarterback. Now, there was a history at one time where there was a head coach at Auburn that kept giving that to the quarterback coach and then taking it back and giving it to him and taking it back. <laughs> and those quarterbacks went to hell <laughs> because they didn't know where it was coming. And and Mike Bobo was a great quarterback coach, and yet the head coach screwed him up big time. You know who we're talking about? Sure. You can't play that yo-yo game because you're yo-yoing your quarterback. Yeah. Now, if you want to, they yo-yoing the staff down there. <laughs> and and Spurrier got you know, the guys that do this. The guy for the Chiefs. He's so in sync with that quarterback on every down and distance. Let me tell you what. I used to tell the quarterback when I did this, uh, if you don't know to 80% what play is coming in, then I didn't get you ready to play. And on Monday, I'd say, that surprise you with any play, play call, that your mind wasn't already working on the program part of this, what you had to, what you had to program in your thinking that went along with the play. And so, I, I tell you, you got a big job being a head coach. Uh, it, it, the next biggest job is being in the head of that quarterback, play after play after play. Now, if you're going to do both of those, more power to you, buddy. But what you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do it. But if you do it, you've got to have a second in command to handle uh, discipline and all kinds of other things. Uh, you, uh, Nick wouldn't do it. Hell, I never called a play as a head coach. Now, could I get what I wanted done on any play? Yeah, but I didn't call the play because I didn't meet with a quarterback. I just yeah. wasn't going to go there. Yeah. 
Uh, Coach, I heard Butch Jones was on a show, uh, Ryan Fowler show here yesterday, and he was talking about working for Coach Saban, how you have to kind of learn him. He said, when coaches look, if he's looking down and he asks your opinion about something, if he doesn't look at you directly, do not give him an opinion or he will absolutely light you up. And he said they had a guy in there and he was looking down and he said that he, he warned him about it. So he's looking down this new young hotshot assistant. He asked her opinion. And so the guy, of course, gives his opinion and coach lights him up. And so they, they leave the office. He said, you big dummy. Why I told you not to answer oh, the question unless he looked at you directly. He don't really want to hear what you have to say. I thought that was a great story. But I guess my point is coach Saban so true, had, his, had his coaches on edge all the time. And if you're all on edge – you're going to do a better job, right? Uh, it, it's Ain't hard. No it's hard. Ain't no question. But, Ain't uh, no question. And you picked the that. perfect word. You picked the perfect word. Uh, there's a guy that owns a big business that if I called his name of his business, you'd, everybody on this call recognize it. And he's a friend of mine. And he he says, you know, I went in to meet with my board the other day, and they just weren't edgy enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at him, but I knew exactly what he meant because you just explained it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I was a young, I was coaching at Texas A&M. I, I was a GA. I thought I knew everything. And I went in there and I, in front of our staff and I said something about our guys just don't play hard, this, that, and the other. And my, our head coach lit me up. And he said, <laughs> for a young guy to come in there and talk like that, he's not on edge. And I learned real fast what edge <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had Bud Casey. Hey, you, you know that. I know Bud. You, Bud. Bud had a read. He'd been with Coach Dive one year when I got there, and he had a read on exactly what you're talking about. And I remember the first time I stepped on that, that stepped into that pile of you know what, and sitting around a conference table, he asked me something. But, I mean, we didn't get two steps of that conference room. He looked at me and he said, you dumb A, don't you know that you just got set up? I'm just going to sit next to you. And he did. And he would knee me whenever, <laughs> don't open your thing. Yeah. He would stick his knee in the side of my thigh. Because <laughs> I'd step right into it. And I learned not to step into it. <laughs> <laughs> but is is that why... Coach Saban's teams, they don't lose to people they're not supposed to lose to because That's he has exactly his teams right. ready regardless exactly. of who's standing at the other side of the field. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I've got a, I've had plenty of conversations with people that have sat around that table, by the way. Some of them played for me, some of them coached for me, and some of them just friends. But the classic, somebody was, and these people just tell these stories because I want to hear them. They know I you know, this, this went on for, I mean, he was there 17 years. I I was getting some of these on a regular basis. And uh, the classic, uh, somebody, he, he posed a question. He didn't ask a question. He posed a question. And somebody answered it. And he gave him that dead stare look and he said, let me tell you the difference between that answer and what I'm thinking. You're looking at this through a microscope, and I'm looking at it through a telescope. 
Now that's a that's a classic, in my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> his questions are coming from a different place than what the reception of it is. Sometimes a whole different place. He'll that, pose those questions just to expose them a little bit. To be honest with you. Great coach. Dad and I are worried, uh, coach, about Miss Terry. Uh, her, her, her life was Alabama football. Uh, she was well known here and she embraced it and loved it. And she down there in Jupiter, Florida now, and he's all playing golf with everybody. And she's sitting there at home and nobody knows who she is down there. This is a big adjustment for for her, isn't it? I I wonder where she may take Nick's kids or something that, that she, she'll pick up something that you know, that she's been attached to because they did a great thing with that organization. And, and, you know, I went to, when I got through coaching and I had that boy, I went to the nonprofit world. Uh, my wife's in the nonprofit world. She's actually an A player. I'm a B player to what nonprofit world she handles. But, you know, there's, there's plenty of things to do that can bring you reward. Now, I don't know her at all or, you know, what affinity she's got. Now, if she needs the excitement part of it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, walk into a restaurant and everybody, you immediately go to the top of the list. That, that's not going to happen in Jupiter. They mm-hmm. walk in there, they'll be waiting 15 minutes on the table and she ain't never, if that's who she's become, then, you know, she's, her and Nick both, I mean, they're, they're going to be in for quite an adjustment. I don't think they're that, that kind of people, though. No. I think they've lived that kind of life. But I, I don't see, I don't see, uh, them from the distance I see them from, because I do not know them in, in any kind of intimate way. Uh, they're productive people, and they're not gonna sit around and, and not use their time productively. I mean, she got grandchildren, and, you know, ain't no telling, but, uh, I think the one that is, is going to be interesting is you can only play so much golf. I mean, he's going to end up having uh, overuse injuries all over his body if, it, if every day is about playing golf. He, his body ain't going to be able to hold up. So I guess ESPN is going to, you know, where he's going to put his time. But I, everybody gets this point. I've lived in this world of after coaching now for 11 years, I guess, something like that. I get up. I mean, I got a challenge every day. You're like, you know, what if we're because, you know, I got, I got to deal with those questions every day. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to make something happen. Uh, and I think she is too. I don't think they'll ever quit. You call it edgy. I don't, I think there's going to be an edginess about the two of them because she's just as edgy as he is. Yeah. Um, uh, you used to call her Coach Terry, which, uh, you know, they'll, they'll find something. It's going to be interesting if anybody ever discusses what it really is. Of course, they may be where they, they really don't care for anybody to know what is important to them, you know, at this point in their lives. They, they might not be public. Uh, I suspect they're going to be highly involved charitably, though, is, is what my suspicion is. Well, they always have been. Yeah. Um, coach, um, Tennessee is frustrated. They felt like they wanted to get Jeremy Pruitt out. So they cooperated with the NCAA and gave him everything. And then they, I guess they still pretty much got hammered, uh, which maybe they should have. Yeah. Uh, so now this NIL 
deals out the investigation. And I don't think, you know, they promised this guy $8 million before he even gets there. Uh, I think the NCAA yeah. is going to hammer him again. And I almost think it's important that they do to back some of these people off of these ridiculous uh, NIL deals that they're cutting uh, with with kids, uh, how important is this? What what the NCAA does to Tennessee? Because everybody's going to watch. I, I think that's the way they operate. They and, and I, you know, I, don't get me started on the NCAA. I mean, they have tried to put me under before, Wimp, and I I got I know. some real story. Fran Johanningmeyer, you know that name, face to face. Three four hours a day for four straight days. I mean. I know them, and I'll say this: they work off intimidation. Yes, that's, they do. You know, I'm a retired coach, and that's how they operate. I mean, they are they are the essence of what they think, but they say they're trying to, you know, the you want to put the mafia away, you got to operate like you got to think like the mafia. That's what the FBI did. So, you know, I think that. What you're saying is a suggestion that they're going to try to intimidate their way into putting uh, some guardrails up. Um, it's just ridiculous anyway. That, you're about to see Brock Purdy possibly be the MVP of the Super Bowl. Now, you tell me what coming out of high school or coming out of college is predictable about greatness in, in sports. I don't think it is and this money is in my just <laughs> there's a way to say it that's ugly i mean it, it, it's just throwing money away yeah i mean it, it, it's ridiculous anybody that knows what athletic performance is i don't know i don't know where you got robert hoary at but you probably wouldn't have had to pay this kind of money to get a great player like him well no and and I mean, if if I remember that story, uh, I might not remember it right. I'm just picking people out here, man. I'm telling you, just I mean, Frank uh, uh, Frank Thomas, the only SEC baseball player that's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is shocking in itself. He didn't come to Auburn and play baseball. If he hadn't broke his leg on at practice in football, he probably never found that batting cage. You know, these hey hey uh, Jack. Sonny and I went down to Andalusia and played in the National Domino Tournament to try to get Robert Ory. Not not no not a little old domino. Who came from all over the world? The oh, National Domino. Really? And he doesn't even know how to play domino. And I, and so I had some gal helping me, and he had he had Miss Domino helping him. She she won something. I bet she was good looking. Yeah, and so well she was the queen of whatever. Anyway, it was a dog fight. So we got through. Sonny said, "Well." Let's tell the press that we tied. I said, bull crap. I'm going to tell my bitch to start out of you. I ain't telling them we tied. Would you, if you could have gone to the NIL giving him giving him money, how much money would he given? Well, that's what I want. I got some up. I promise you that. His mama was, you got to find the key in recruiting, and the key in that recruiting was mama. 
<laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm sure he gave him oh, something. It, was, it just wasn't called NIL back then. <laughs> so, anyway. well, Coach, we appreciate it as always. Uh, stay on edge. Stay on edge. Hey, thanks, hey, Jack. I, I, right, I give you a few you. days off. Thank you. Thank you. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. There's Coach Jack Crow, and uh, you can hear him laughing about the Coach Saban. Installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows appliances. Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9. And online on Tide100.9.com. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Build that fence, the deck of pergola. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. Take this top of the hour break. Let's tie 100.9 and see home. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA, five games in the schedule, highlighted by the Celtics beating the Pacers 129-124. Boston now a league-best 37-11. and Warriors beat the 76ers 119-107. Steph Curry, 37 points for Golden State. For Philadelphia star Joel Embiid returned after missing several games with a knee injury, but re-aggravated the knee. Left didn't return. He'll have an MRI later today. Knicks won their eighth straight, beating the Jazz 118-103. Hawks over the Lakers 138-122. L.A. now under 500 on the season at 24 and 25. Raptors beat the Bulls 118 to 107. Top 25 college basketball, 11 ranked teams in action. We had two top five teams go down. Number three, North Carolina, losing at Georgia Tech 74-73. Number five, Tennessee loses at home to South Elite Recruiting, Tuscaloosa Tractor, and Houghton's Deer Processing. Win your shot at thousands of dollars in cash and prizes with the Big Old Buck Hunting Contest. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Kniffer will help us kick off this... 8 o'clock hour. Andrew's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Allstate Insurance. Uh, let Andrew take great care of you. He does it for me, so let him run the numbers for you. They uh, have great relationships in this community, so if you need to use the insurance, they'll let you know exactly where to go. Give them a call today. Let them set you up. 205 722 9201. All right, get to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. We'll go out to Skyland Boulevard, talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? We're good. We're okay. good. We got any 2024s on the lot over there, Justin? Everything's 2024s now. Everything's transitioned to that, and Toyota's 
moved all their incentives off the 23 models and placed them on the 24 models. So really nothing changes. Everything stays the same and you can get a, uh, 24 model, you know, for around the same money that a, that a 23 model was, um, just a slight hundred dollars or two price increase. But the, but the only difference, uh, there's really not a difference because actually they've got all the incentives that the 23 had on it. So it'd be better to buy a 24, which is what we have. So all that's great news. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, talk about the incentives. When you say incentives, tell the listener what that means. Yeah, sure. So the the one thing that Toyota provides for us, you know, is lease incentives and, and financing incentives. And so those those incentives um, go to basically every car that's out there. So you got rates as low as like yesterday on Tacomas. You have rates as low as two point seven five and things like that sells the most. The number one selling car in the United States is the Rav Four. You know, I have to put incentives on that because it's the number one selling car in the United States. So Toyota still, though, uh, has rates in the threes as low as in the threes on that, you know, because you hear about rates being higher now. But a lot, mostly all of our products have have um, specials on them through finance. And so you can get and then, you know, how we price things. So we price things to sell, not what we hope to get. We're not in love with any of them. So we price everything to sell them, not what we hope to get. So you get the bang for your buck on both ways. You get the financing options and you get the very best price. So that's how we take care of you. You can find every bit of it right there at TuscalaceToyota.com. All right. Uh, tell the listener, uh, I know you guys love talking to the customers. You love coming in. Uh, but they can do a lot right there at the website. I know they can schedule their service right there. They can look at uh, the new inventory, the used inventories on the lot, and kind of make some decisions before they even come and see you guys. What's the best way for somebody to utilize the website? Yeah, you know, the, the you know one of the first things you can do if if you don't even want to navigate the waters, you just right there on the search bar as soon as you um, pull the website up, just type in what you're looking for. So say for like yesterday, somebody called me and they were looking for their, their son and totaled a truck. And so they were looking to want to know what our inventory is on trucks, new and used. So I just said, hey, go to the website, and at the very top at the in, in the uh, search bar, just type in trucks, and it pulls up every single truck. And, and here's the deal. We don't hide anything, so you can look at our service ticket. We service Barry every single used car that comes onto our lot. It gets serviced from the ground up. We don't just... We don't just, and you have to be careful with this, with a lot of people, you know, they'll just take a car regardless of the situation and stick it straight on their lot, you know, so we don't do that. It goes through a rigorous inspection and everything that needs to be done, our service guys are given a blank check and they do everything to that car before it ever hits the lot. So when you buy it, there's nothing to be done. You don't have to worry about anything. And then we give you a lifetime warranty. And so you can find all of that stuff right there on the website. You can find 70 pictures of the vehicle, you can find the service ticket, you can find the Carfax, everything you need to know is right there on the website, so you already have a decision made before you ever come to the lot. It's pretty easy, and then you, and then if you're going to do financing, you can do all the financing. You can, you can put all your information in, it's private, it goes straight to our finance department, they can give you a call, and so, you know, when you show up at the lot, you know, you're ready, you're ready to go. Everything's kind of handled before you ever get there, which makes it easy. What if I went to that search bar and typed in WIMP? What would come up? Well, you know, we're in the process of hiring him. We're in the process of hiring him to 
to link link up uh, people with their cars, with their phones, and all the technology I can do it. and stuff I can like do that. It. So, uh, you know, what we need to do, Barry, is do some videos so you don't even have to come to the lot and, and interact with Wimp. You just click on, hey, I need to know how to use Apple CarPlay. So, yeah, you, you know, sure do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Y'all have seen me yesterday getting serious on there. See? See what I'm saying? Well, if you put Wimp on there, up. it would show you and David, like, saying, okay, it's time for you to leave. Time for you to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, got other, yeah. we got other customers. Uh, That's, here, That's so. right. I, know, I don't ever bother them. Oh, no. No, you don't uh, bother us. The dumbest thing Justin ever did was give you his cell phone number. Uh, I don't ever call Justin mistake, anymore. Mistake, mistake, mistake. Very mistake. seldom. Very seldom. Hey, one of the, hey, the, other day, the other day he called me and he was giving me some Wimp called me and hey, he was giving me the whole rundown of hey, what need to, what we needed to get for the information on the show and I was like, Wimp, this ain't the right Justin. You might have no, called that's Justin. That's working. I was, I was called, <laughs> I rock, called the wrong Justin. Oh yeah. That's uh, right. Hey Wimp, I appreciate you. Uh, you Wimp at the Auburn yeah. game the other night. He got to meet my dad. I appreciate you. Yeah, I enjoyed visiting with him. That's great. Yeah, yeah. a good game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Justin, I'll tell you, it makes me feel better that coaches called you. Uh, trying to reach me because I've gotten calls of him trying to reach you. And give oh, I really? feel like, hey, oh, y'all need to change like, your cotton digging name. Need to ask, act, like you're, <laughs> act like you're the other person. And just no, you got to change your names to JT or something. Barry, that's what I was fixing to say the other night when he was calling me talking about the show. I was just going to roll with it because I yeah. thought it was all good information. Yeah. Did he say anything bad about me? No. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he didn't. He, Barry, you know he raves to everybody how great you are. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so next time he does that, say, you know, Barry kind of bit off his game a little bit. What's going on over there? And just kind of record it and let me know what he says. Uh, well, you know, Barry, he's your health advisor and he yeah. is your, um, you know, show. Well, I am that. I mean, he, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's well-rounded in, in a lot of areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, do we win tonight? Well, we win tonight. So you got that lotted going yeah. towards your fourteen. Yeah, it'll be a close one until win. Yeah, that's right. Be a close. Right. Barry, he's Barry. on his way. He's on his way to fourteen wins and and maybe above that. Fourteen four. Former school last night. Any credit? The Gamecocks went in there and helped out Alabama last night. Oh, they get, sure did. Alabama's gotten a lot they of help. Sure did. Because Gamecocks have got have beaten Kentucky and Tennessee, and these Alabama's beating the snot out of them. So they got a they got Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's a hard team, you know, on a yearly basis to figure out. You know they. I watched a little bit of their game the other day against Vanderbilt, and they, they struggled a little bit, and then the second half they pulled away, but they're kind of hard to figure out. But anyway, I, I like Alabama. I like their chances tonight. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Justin, All we right. appreciate Thanks. you guys. Uh, TuscasToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard. Go see our guys at Tuskers Toyota. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Y'all have a great right, day. Uh, there you go. We'll get uh, – hmm, how's that car working out for you? like it? Yeah. Doing good. Yeah, it's good. Doing good. I, I, I just don't know all the trinkets on it. Oh. Um, Justin, so when he calls you and thinks he's calling Justin Troll, what, what does he say? Uh, Justin doesn't know. Does he say, uh, I just say, I just, I don't ever talk about it. car, he won't do what it's supposed to do. Well, <laughs> he, he confused me because I thought he was asking me a question about the show, and I, I don't even remember what it was about. And I was like, 
Well, Coach, I can look it up for you, but I don't know that much about what kind of car you're driving. Oh, so you I don't blame him. Yeah, I send him your. He always send me Justin's number. Which Justin? We got a couple of Justins, so I send it to him, and I don't know if he saves it or not. But uh, uh, tomorrow we'll start a new. Uh, I got the copy for you, Dad, as well. We can use, but uh, Bryant Bank okay. uh, will be a great sponsor on inside the locker room, and I'm going to try to get him on with us Friday and. Uh, but we'll talk about them a lot tomorrow. We appreciate Bryant Bank uh, jumping on with us and being a great sponsor on Inside the Locker Room. All right, we're going to take this break, and we will get uh, to Bill Cameron uh, with the Auburn Report. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. Everybody's busy. You got uh, youth sports going on. You got dance going on, and you don't have time to get to the cleaners, Justin. Well, this, I'm going to help you out here. You just dial them up. They'll come right to you and pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off and you have time, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, and Northport, my location's out at 4851 Rice Mine Road, right out there by the Publix, right before you turn right there to go to uh, North River Yacht Club. So swing by one of those places or give them a call today, 205-391-0034. Bill Cameron is next. Let's the Tide 100.9. It's the home. Of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We do have some backups building throughout the area, although really nothing you wouldn't expect at this point. If you're traveling Lurling Wallace across the Hugh Thomas Bridge, the breaking there between 5th Street and the Jack Warner Parkway exit and southbound Highway 69. Nissan Super Sale is underway right now with instant savings from two to $10,000 on most in-stock units. No reasonable offer refused. Shop Townsend Nissan today. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today. Cooler Tuscaloosa side 53. Mostly fair tonight with the light breeze, the low at 30. Tomorrow and Friday, a warming trend. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow 60. The high Friday at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back. 
back to inside the locker room. Get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7, The Drive, down in Auburn, Opelika. Joins us every Wednesday. Uh, he's a concert lover. Uh, we appreciate having Bill Cameron on. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, Good morning. Well, how are you guys? Good. I'm fine. I, uh, I don't want to start off with anything controversial. I guess I am a little bit. But I, I just... Uh, <laughs> um, with the Cadillac leaving and, and, and you know, a lot, a lot of rumors about that, I, you, you do what you want to with the answer. But but to to hire the Knicks kid, uh, kid from Ole Miss mm-hmm. and call him an OC, an offensive coordinator, yet he's not going to call the plays is a little bit confusing to me. I don't know if you had any calls about it or can you maybe explain it, what's going on there? Well, I mean, they're, 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 the head coaches that call their own plays have offensive coordinators, too. I mean, Lane's got an offensive okay. coordinator. Jimbo okay. had an offensive coordinator. Um, there's a lot more involved, obviously, than just calling plays. A lot of people think that is the... That is the duty or the main duty of an offensive coordinator, but it's, it's somebody who, um, understands what the play caller is going to want in Hugh Freeze, but gets them, uh, you know, has everything set up for practice and then, uh, substitutions and taking care of everything else where the head coach, if he's the play caller, all he worries about is the plays and not, not everything else that's involved in, in with that. Derek Nix is a guy, that has been wanting to move up, and I believe there was—I believe there was a little language in his contract that there would be a buyout unless he had, um, unless he was either a play caller or was given the title of offensive coordinator. So it's—it's uh, it's somebody that Hugh Freeze knows and worked with for a few years. So it's an opportunity for Derek to make a move up and become a little closer to being a head coach, but uh, and, and also take some of the pressure off you as far as the other things that are involved with uh, the game plan and getting ready for the games. Well, there was a little bit of a, you know, for a guy to leave Auburn and go to Florida defensively, it had to be, a you know, Alabama slides people out too. I'm not saying the Auburn zone, but the team slides people out. They Everybody does it. But it seemed like it, he was kind of slid out to Florida and, and the Kelly guy, who I, I know Jimmy Rain thinks so much of him, he's coming in from Colorado, and, and uh, the other, other person that's very, been very good uh, in the SEC is coming in. So there's a change there, too. Yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, the main focus is uh, it, it, it's – Coaching experience, but it's, I think recruiting is at the forefront of this. I remember Coach Dye talking about it when he first came in. He was asked about the experience of some of his coaches in coaching. Uh, and he said, look, the most important thing, first of all, was the Jimmys and the Joes. He's got to get better players and, and then they'd find out how well they could coach them up, but you yeah. can only coach up, uh, lesser talent so much. Sure. So I, I sure. think that is the, the the main focus this year is improving. Philip Montgomery and Ron Roberts were uh, uh, good, sound coaches. Neither one of them really known for their recruiting. Charles definitely is. Derek Nix definitely is. Uh, DJ Durkin, who's now the defensive coordinator, has been a national recruiter of the year as well. Now DJ is the, you know, I mean he's he's the 
the the most qualified and more experienced of the guys that have been mentioned as defensive coordinator. But I was looking at it yesterday. Auburn's got four guys on that uh, on the defensive side of their five assistants. Um, four of them have been coordinators at some point in their career with Wesley McGriff, Josh Aldridge, uh, Charles Kelly, and and DJ Durkin. So they they've got a lot of guys that have some experience with play calling. But I I, I think this. There's no question right now the main focus is having as good a recruiting staff as, as Hugh Freeze can put together. Yeah, sure is. That's uh, a good point. Was there, you know, when you're changing that many staff members, uh, was it just not the right fit, or did we have some situations maybe the public doesn't know about where they had to make some changes in certain situations? I know Charles Kelly will be the co-defense coordinator. Uh, there, Yes, you said D.J. Durkin. Uh why did all these changes happen? Bad fit? Other things happen that the public doesn't know about? Uh, just kind of, how did they get to this point, Bill? Yeah, well, Barry, I'm sure it's a little, I'm sure it's a little of everything. Uh, you, you look at most coaches after their first year, they're going to make a few changes because when they, when, when a coach first comes in, he wants there to be some carryover with the players, uh, with, with the players that he's inherited and, uh, understanding and, and learning and understanding that that school, the system, everything. So you need some carryover, and it would be great if you could just come in and uh, that that first staff is going to be able to carry on year after year. But I, I was looking around. There, there's I, I couldn't find a single first year coach who didn't make some changes after that first year because after the first year then the coach understands all right now he knows the climate he knows the talent that he has and he wants everybody meshing together and you'll see you'll see a lot of coaches then go out and and bring more people that they have either worked with in the past or wanted to work with in the past uh to to try to fit in there yeah i know there's been a little angst from the auburn fan base because there aren't as many former auburn players uh, on the staff as there had been, and some of these guys, you know, were were, uh, were really favorites in Cadillac and 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 Zach, and then when uh, Travon Reed, now Travon just wanted to get on the field, and he'd been a big help sure. uh, over the last few years in recruiting, but there really wasn't a spot for him, and he his spot that he is familiar with and could really help coaching is in the secondary, and Auburn's already got Wesley McGriff and Charles Kelly, so um, you know Travon's headed down to central florida to work for gus but but yeah i think it's a, a combination of a few things i don't know that it's so much um bad fits just as as it is just getting being more comfortable with guys that he's worked with or feel like uh understand what he wants out of out of his offensive defense all right switching to basketball uh you know coaches look at their schedule and they know we're gonna have a little rough patch here we just gotta uh get through it uh you know the auburn uh, people and people are making fun of Auburn. Really, you know, the, the Mississippi State game was kind of a toss up game and, uh, Alabama has to go back to Auburn. So they're sitting there five and two. Tennessee dropping a game last night. Alabama, uh, sitting here at six and one. I heard Bruce Pearl's press conference, I guess, yesterday and he's a little frustrated mm-hmm. maybe with the fans saying, Hey guys, we're going to lose. We're going to lose again. We're going to lose a few more games. Uh, but basically just stick with us. Don't, don't turn your back on us. I know Alabama fans are in that losing streak they had when they had to play Purdue, Arizona, and Creighton. Well, most teams are going to lose those games, but those games seem to help them. Just where is this Auburn basketball team mentally? And I look for them to bounce back tonight big against Vanderbilt. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a thing. I guess you know everybody everybody really enjoys winning, and and at times you don't pay attention so much to who you're playing or where you're playing. I mean, you you look around and uh, everybody is struggling to to win on the road, and and I mean South Carolina is for real, aren't they? They uh, they they really played well last night. Connect looked like he was going to bring Tennessee back. You know, into you know, just by himself. But it's tough basketball. This league is tough. Uh, I think there's more balance nationally than we've ever seen. It does. I mean, it doesn't matter who you who you put up there at the top. Uh, when when they've got tough games or they have to go on the road, they're liable to lose. And and that's just something fans. Uh, you know, fans don't understand that, and they they don't want that to happen. Uh, you've got, I think, with social media, also you've got fans. You've got an awful lot of fans that that love to give it to the opposition when when their team's winning. They don't like it so much when their team doesn't, and I think that's a little bit of it as well. But uh, there are a couple of things, Auburn. A couple of things Auburn's got to get straightened out. I think the first thing is. They've got to do a better job deep well, on, on the defensive glass. Auburn's given up 30 offensive rebounds the last two ball games, 16 in Tuscaloosa, 14 in Starkville. And, uh, I mean, if, if you just uh, cut those down by a quarter, Auburn probably wins both ball games. So despite the fact that they haven't shot it extremely well, and Auburn's struggle, I think they're they're under 25%. Now shooting threes in conference play, they they should be a better shooting team than that. But they can still win, even if they don't shoot well. If they can just prevent second chance points a little bit better, so they're still not turning the ball over at an alarming rate. They're doing a pretty good job with that. Um, but but yes, I think uh, I think a lot of folks just need to relax a little bit and look at the schedule. It's going to be tough for Auburn in February. February is a tough tough schedule, and Bruce is right. They're going to lose some more ball games. Hopefully, they just, you know, for for their sake, they're just they're hoping they don't lose too many of them. Well, a lot of the keys are the teams that could beat you, but not, might not. And that's Florida and Ole Miss on the road. I, I keep yep. up with it about as good as anybody. And we only have we have four teams to have a shot shot to win the round robin if that's important: Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. The rest of them, South Carolina's, the rest of them are not going to win it. What well, somebody's going to probably going to be a tie at the top. And yeah, the, I the record's going to be 14-4, 13 15-3, That's what the record's going to be. And then if if uh, if Team A and Team B are tied, but Team A beat Team B, then they jump, you know, in a, in a home on home. I mean, you know, against each other, they jump ahead of them. So uh, that's I think that's the interesting part. I think Auburn's uh, shooting is. I think they've been shooting bad shots a little bit, but that's just me. I I'm think not, they have. I don't, I mean, I don't coach their team. That's all. No, no. And Bruce and yeah, and for the first time, I I heard Bruce say something in the post game of the Mississippi State game. It's the first time I can ever recall him saying this. He said some players need to realize that the shot's not going in. They they need to stop shooting. And I've yeah, never heard him say that before. He's always talked about you know going ahead and taking the shot, uh, shooting your way out of a slump this time i think he's sending the message to a couple of people no um you know unless unless it is a uh, a wide open shot or a shot that that everybody's confident in you may not need to be taking all those shots yeah i think you're i think you're, he's dead on i just think it you know uh, kentucky uh is a little bit confusing to me they're making a lot of points and they're shooting the best in the league um, but they shoot some wild threes, and they have some games that they don't shoot. Probably the most consistent 
shooting team in the league from a three-point area is Alabama, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. Take, in the South Carolina situation, uh, you know, Alabama's through with them. Kentucky and, and Tennessee have lost to them, so that's you know they're not they're a good team, and he'll be coach of the year. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, anything at all? Naturally, I'm interested in baseball because of my grandson. So I, I guess I can ask your grandson question. Anything in baseball I need to know about? Uh, well, they started full practice, full team practices last week, and Joseph Gonzalez looked pretty good. As a matter of fact, he may be a little, a little strong right now. Probably uh, throwing the ball harder than he ever has, and uh, they, they need to get the sinker going back. But uh, uh, they're uh, they really they really feel good about the group that they have. Uh, they they uh, they uh, we're we're, we're going to talk to Butch. Here in the next uh, day or so on the show, I mean, get him, get him to go a little more detail about some of the analytics with uh, with the new yeah. uh, pitching coach Everett Tiford that's that's coming in. I mean, they uh, he, he you know Butch has always been a pitching guy, and then I know that's what you guys are interested in as well. Uh, but but I mean he's he, he's he's really uh, into uh, some of the some of the the new technology that there is available. I want to find out a little bit more about it as well. It's funny. I mean. I, I didn't know anything about pitching except both except both of my boys tried it. I had a righty and a lefty. Uh, the only thing I knew about pitching is I, I didn't like stepping in against lefties. I know that was always tough, and uh, uh, it's 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 fun. Uh, the the construction and everything is really coming along there with the area behind home plate. They're working on the uh, the, the the new area where most of the media and some of the suites are going down the right field line but as far as the team there's a lot of competition right now with some with some new young guys trying to fit into the lineup uh but but uh, got a lot of depth and experience for this year next year um the next year they're going to be looking for some help from some young arms so uh uh so I know you I know you guys are keeping up with that um Real quick, Tennessee uh, NCAA has come out. I I personally hope they hammer them. Uh, I'm tired. Of, <laughs> uh, not not because it's Tennessee, but just promising a guy eight million dollars before uh, he even gets to campus is not why we put NIL. Uh, no, in you're place. right. And so I think you got to send a message that we got to get it out of recruiting uh, on the front end when they get there. Uh, if they're worthy of it, then that's a, that's a different story. Uh, I think there's be a lot of eyes on uh, the NCAA here, and I know they got uh, the the attorney Mars representing the mm-hmm. NIL group, uh, so he's usually uh, he's a fighter there as well. But uh, I'm pulling for the NCAA this time uh, because I think it's gotten out of hand. Uh, Bill, your comments on this? Well, the the thing that I hope we get out of it is we finally uh, that that this leads to there being some kind of structure. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know that uh, yeah I, I don't know who's going to win this. The NCAA has a point, and I understand what they're doing. Tennessee's got a point though too because the rules don't make any sense. Uh, hopefully, the best thing that could come out of this is there are some rules, there is some structure, and you could get it somewhat back to what NIL was supposed to be, not an inducement or an enticement, but something that players uh, can earn and deserve to be getting for for what you know for what they are doing for themselves and their team, not for uh, you know not for what they can get just to to come to a place. So hopefully that's what we can get out of it. You're right though. Everybody's going to be watching this very closely, and regardless of who wins, 
I hope that uh, I, I just hope that there can be some kind of structure. I think all all coaches, administrators in the country are, are hoping that there can be something at least in place where where this thing just doesn't look like it continue to just uh, you know exponentially grow. You know, when kids get in trouble, they start telling on everybody else. Well, so and so did this, and they did this right. too. Do you think Tennessee goes that route and says, hey, if you're going to get us, then we know for a fact this school and this school and this school did this. Would you take that approach if you were Tennessee? Uh, well, uh, I don't know that I'd answer it that way, but Tennessee <laughs> does have a history of doing that, so I surely wouldn't be surprised if they do, Barry. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm sure they've lost some recruits to probably doing the same thing that they did. Oh, yeah. That they did, but... Coming right behind that Jeremy Pruitt thing, uh, I think it's going to be tough for them. I think the NCAA is going to frown on it and say, we had the rules in place. You guys knew you were being watched and uh, scrutinized. Uh, I, you think there's a way they may tell this quarterback you can, you can't play there anymore. Uh, you weren't uh, legally recruited there with the NIL. Is there any way they would rule him ineligible at Tennessee? I don't know. That's a really good question since he's already played. Um, that's uh, I don't know. The usually it seems like what what might happen is the NCAA may go back and say, okay, those games aren't going to count, but uh, you've already played them and won them. So I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. That's uh, um, that the, the whole thing's going to be really interesting to watch. I I don't know. It's so much that what's going to what's going to happen to Tennessee. It's just what what hopefully could happen to uh, to NIL. Yeah, no doubt. Well. Uh... Got anything else for Bill before we let him go? No, that's fine. Thank you. Well, tell everybody where they can get all your your great show down there and all your great stuff. Yeah, it's The Drive every day on ESPN 106.7. You can uh, check us online either at ESPNAU.com or you can go to RadioAlabama.net. I was telling uh, your your uh, your producer a few minutes ago, so last time you guys will be able to call me at this number at least for a while because uh, this is my last day on campus, Uh-oh. retiring retiring from, from, from this job. So it'll just be radio and, and honeydew for me now for uh, – for a while. Well, maybe you go down to Jupiter and you and Coach Saban can play golf. Y'all got have plenty of time. So uh, I, I, I would accept an invitation. <laughs> but, thank you, Bill. Thank All you. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you think Coach's office here at the uh, stadium, is it, is it set up now when he's ready? Does he have a key? Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a big setup. There. I mean, it'll, it'll be nice. They'll clean it and all. But See, it'll be a big office? It's a big huh? Is it a big I don't, office? I don't know how big it is. I don't just just something where he can go in and visit with people or use the telephone. Did he pick it out? Does he know where it is? No, I doubt. So they they had a you know they have somebody over there that handles the stadium and and handles the offices and you know some come some go and they just found the best one again. Will they give him a parking spot? <laughs> they won't. They, no, they, one thing he won't do is put his name on it. No. No. Do you think he'll go over and look at his statue when he's leaving work? No. Uh, that statue, that thing, man, it's not a very good statue. Mm, thank you very much. You said it. I did. It's like his hands are like enormous on that statue. Mm. I think. Uh, I don't know, Justin. You think, Coach? No, if I if we if we drop Coach off at the Stadium right now, could, without without Cedric there, could he find his office? He might take a couple laps, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where is it? Is it on the 
They have a set of offices. I think up it's there. A, um, it may be the front side of that building. I'm not sure. Yeah, I not. thinking about it. The only thing I know where there's like actual office spaces is uh, the digital media center there is kind of a big deal. It's where Gary Harris works. WVUA is it like the top? Gary's floor? in the stadium. Yeah. Oh, well, Gary will know where it is. We, oh, yeah, we got to press Gary and figure out where the office well, is. Gary's holding out on us. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Be glad to. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that have been very, very successful. That's what you look for. Uh, it's the problem that you have, and they they take care of people who have been injured. No reason for them to be injured. Uh, mistakes made by the people or people are after you. Those kinds of things. Mentally, they're, they're trying to get you, and uh, you're you're suffering. And not only you're suffering physically, but you're suffering mentally and financially. Prince Glover and Hayes at three four five one two three four. Easy number to remember. We'll be happy to talk to you on telephone. Have you over seven mile one Rice Mine Road? Visit with you in person. I think that you'll find that they'll they'll leave there and represent you with all the information you give them, and uh, that you'll be very very successful. Prince Glover and Hayes three four five one two. PrinceLaw.net is the website, and always remember, if they don't win, then you don't pay. All right, phone lines will be open the rest of the show, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458. As they talk Tide basketball, don't miss the Crimson Tide basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside. Spots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Lock Riders. Look at the games tonight. Uh, last night, um, I guess one upset, uh, one pretty big upset. I think Tennessee was a um, 14-point favorite. Uh, that Ole Miss-Mississippi State game, the line was one and a half. Uh, it was actually turned out to be a pick em. 
uh, right before the game, and it was a really good game. Uh, sure was. And I tell you, the crowd at Ole Miss was incredible. Uh, that beautiful yeah. arena, and uh, so they've created quite a home court advantage yep. uh, there for those guys. But the five thirty tonight at SEC Network. Um, Alabama is currently, uh, lines going down a point. They're a five and a half point favorite at Georgia. I think this is uh, a big game for Georgia. Uh, if you're trying to get to the NCAA tournament, they're going to want to know who you beat. Uh, you think Alabama wins a close one? Uh, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, just your thoughts about this game tonight. I think, I think, uh, it's a better Georgia team. They shoot it better. They don't defend the three very well. Um, but I think they shoot it better and, and we'll see. I think the, the big thing is the boards. Um, uh, if you, you know, you, the, the, the way, the way you have to beat Alabama is you have to run them off the three point line and be, and be very aggressive with them at the three point area. And then you, you have to, you have to do a, a darn good job of scoring inside some. LSU got a lot of shots inside, but this crap isn't making any of them. Their percentage inside was ridiculous, and uh, if, if they have a, enough inside game uh, and can defend the threes that Alabama shoots, I, I understand about the three, the, the uh, you know cheap baskets, fast break baskets, um, then you know they'd have a, a better chance to win the game. I don't think they're, I think they're more talented, playing better as you stated than they did last year. Uh, I still think that they're a step away. I think the crowd will be good at 6.30, a little bit getting there late. Uh, and I don't think there's there's some home court advantage anytime you play on the road. I got that. And if I were coaching the team, I'd be scared to death. But I, I do think that the, the crowd will not really be a humongous factor in the game. All right. Uh, how much does it help Kentucky in their preparation when you see a team like Tennessee lose at home? It gives you some talking points if you're John Calipari to say, look, if you're not ready to play, uh, this could happen to you, uh, is when it happens the night before they got Florida, uh, coming in. A much improved Florida team. Uh, the line is five and a half. Uh, in Rupp Arena tonight, does uh, does John Calipari use the example of South Carolina knocking off Tennessee as he addresses his team as they prepare for this game? Sure, he does. You know, he talks about anybody can beat anybody, and they were very, very fortunate to beat Florida. Florida, uh, they'll 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 beat Kentucky tonight, but uh, Kentucky Kentucky stole that game down in Florida pretty much, uh, pretty at the, at the end. So uh, Kentucky's. Uh, I don't know. I've studying it, been studying it uh, a lot to the last couple of days. They, they've got uh, a little bit, you know, everybody in the league is a game behind Alabama. Alabama's only lost the one game. So that, they got to play that in the factor. That one loss for Alabama, the rest of them two. Uh, Kentucky, if you look at their schedule, uh, they've got uh, uh, they got to go uh, Auburn, and they've got to go to Tennessee. Uh, two Booker Bear games, and but uh, at home they have Alabama, and they have Tennessee. Uh, so those are the games that you know you decide on those yourself. Anybody can. So it go it goes down to the wire. I think the old misses and the Floridas have a lot to do with what's going to happen in the league. Most people don't agree with that, but I, I think Auburn who who has to go to Ole Miss and to Florida, and Alabama does too, 
two games that, you know, you say, well, Alabama should be the favorite, but those two could go either way. And uh, we'll see. All right, uh, Missouri winless, uh, Arkansas one win. Uh, they got a lot of yeah. problems going Oof. on in Arkansas. Uh, Missouri needs their eight and twelve. Uh, Arkansas is ten and ten now. They're fighting now to have a winning season. Forget yeah. the tournament. They ain't going to try to keep their team. Arkansas yeah. is. Uh, uh, yeah, you said yesterday you thought Missouri would get their first conference win tonight. Well. I guess I said that, and I, I think they will. They're, they're playing pretty hard. I think the guy coaches them well. Uh, I, I talked to some people about their team and seem to think that they lost some people that they thought they were keeping. Um, but they just hadn't had any luck at all. Most of the time they win pretty heavy and they play pretty well at home and get beat late. So I, I would say, I, you know, not knowing what's wrong with Kentucky, or excuse me, with Arkansas, um, when you have one, when you have a couple of kids quit, and you have all that locker room talk, and people are disgusted, and you're one and six in the league, and you you know you're thinking you're going to be six and one, you're one and six, you're not, you know, Barry, I, they gonna have to fight to go to get any kind of bid to the NIT or anything. I think. Yeah, no, I think that's probably over. Uh, especially they lost so many home games. They're not. They're going. End up with a losing record unless something really changes. So I'd be interested to look at Mizzou, uh, as a five and a half point favorite. I think they've kept playing for the most part. Yeah. Not, not sure what kind of crowd, uh, they'll have in there tonight. And then last game tonight, eight o'clock ESPN two. Uh, we've heard Coach Pearl's frustration a little bit, uh, with some of his players and their shot selection. Uh, but also, uh, they are five and two. So, um, they're still in the thick of this league race. Vanderbilt, uh, winless in the SEC, five and 14. I personally think Vanderbilt's a, a good job. I mean, it's not a great job, but it's a good job, uh, to be able to sell Nashville and the education at yep. Vanderbilt. And you could, uh, but, uh, for whatever reason, Jerry Stackhouse has not been able to keep it consistent there. The line tonight, uh, the odds makers believe me, 18 and a half, which seems like a big number for an SEC game, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn cover that. Your thoughts about that game? Yeah, probably so. The crowd will be there, you know, and there won't be, for whatever reason, maybe I'm wrong, won't be quite as electric electric as as they have been, a little bit down because of the two losses, but they'll be there and they'll be, and because it's Vanderbilt, you have to be careful those games. You know that as well as I do. You have to be careful because um, I'm not sure Tennessee was ready to play last night and not criticizing the coaches, though, but I don't think they were ready. And that could happen to Auburn tonight. And Auburn's less likely to be that way because they have the home court advantage, uh, and it, it, it shows through. And um, it, it, it's the best home court in, probably in the SEC or maybe the nation. I don't know. But uh, it, it'll be uh, a game 18 points. You're right, 18 and a half points, a lot of points. I'm not sure it'd be that bad, but uh, you just have to control, you have to kind of control the tempo a little bit uh, against Auburn, I think, down there. So. Yeah, you know, and I look at teams, uh, you know, that you have to play at coming off a loss. Like, you don't ever want to play Kansas no. after coming off a loss. Uh, they uh, got beat by Iowa State. They take on Oklahoma State last night, 83-54. Uh, they beat, <laughs> beat those guys. So, uh, you know, I think Bruce Pearl, 
uh, is pretty connected with his team. And when you're playing yeah. a team like that, who's coming off of two losses, uh, they'll be, they'll be ready and they're going to take some, uh, aggression out on their opponent. All right. We'll take this last break and come back and then we'll wrap up the show and get out of the way and make way for the Gary Harris show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident on the U of A campus. This is eastbound McFarland Boulevard at Campus Drive. The vehicles are on the right shoulder, though. No lanes blocked, and it's not really contributing to any backups there. You're moving nicely if you're traveling the main lanes of 2059 from Foster's on out to Cottondale. It's been a quiet, peaceful drive for most of the morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. It's Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. with the Gary Harris Show. We're going to talk some hoops with Bart Heights. Break it down for the SEC as Alabama gets ready to go on the road against Georgia. Also, we'll continue to talk Senior Bowl and Kalen DeBoer and Alabama football. Plus your phone calls on the Gary Harris Show. Makes sense for your business. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a free demo of the Townsquare Business Management Platform. Visit townsquarelocal.com. That's townsquarelocal.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lots of sunshine today. Cooler, Tuscaloosa side 53. Mostly fair tonight with the light breeze, the low at 30. Tomorrow and Friday, a warming trend. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow is 60, the high Friday at 64. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Uh, Gary's got a guy from... uh, the covers of Tennessee Vols be on at 9.30. Uh, but that, uh, you know, I think it's important for the NCAA to move fast on this. Uh, this, you know, get some, maybe they can get some guardrails in where people can understand what you can and you can't do. We got different laws in different states and, uh, some administrations will let you be really aggressive with this. Some are probably saying, well, you can't do that. So it's not a level playing field as far as NIL goes. If you're giving a guy uh, like Florida did 13 million or whatever before he ever gets there. Now he's not there anymore. Or this guy at Tennessee promised 8 million before he gets there. Uh, that's not what it's about, but they got to move fast. This thing can't take, you know, two and three years. But this Mars guy, he's going to bloody the waters up. Uh, just your thoughts on what the NCAA needs to do here. <laughs> Boy, that's a good, I, I don't know. I, I guess the, I guess you gotta, I don't know, you know, if they get on probation for this and it means they can't go, they can't win the SEC or they can't go to, boy, that, <clears throat> that is a big loss there. Woo, boy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer as to what, how, what, how stiff the penalty should be because Everybody may not be doing it to the extent that Tennessee is doing it, but they're doing it to the extent of how much money they have raised. 
You know, I get tired of everybody saying, oh, they can't do anything. They'll just they'll give you a lawsuit and go right to the court. Well, let's let it get to the courts uh, because what we're doing right now is not right. Uh, this free agency, um, these these players can just leave and go whenever they want. They, you can pay them whatever they want. Uh, well, let's challenge it in court. I don't think this is the way it's uh, intended uh, to be. That's not NIL. So I, I personally, and then, of course, Tennessee coming right off the Jeremy Pruitt thing, um, not being very careful uh, there. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I just think that they think it's. I just think that so many of these places think it's wide open. They, you know, it's wide open. We got a good team. Uh, the, the teams that are winning, you know, they're blaming it on Alabama or LSU. The teams that are winning, they're doing it. Nobody's doing anything to them, so we're going to do it. That, that's that's kind of the thought they have, son. Yeah. Well, it'll be clearly watched. I know Florida State's got a situation down there. Um, I don't know the Congress can do anything about it. Do we want even Congress in this? But maybe the NCAA can step in and say, look, we, we tried to open this thing up. It was abused. Uh, this is the rules now. You can do it, but this is how it's going to be done. Um, and, and of course, people are going to start the Jay Billises of the world will scream and they need to sit down somewhere and be quiet because they're ruining uh, college athletics. I have no problem if the guys here and we talked about Kentucky basketball players. I mean, they get, they can have autograph sessions all day long and make a fortune. That's fine. That, that's name, image, and likeness. People willing to pay for your autograph and okay, whatever. All right. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. I'll be for, be anxious to listen to Gary talk to the guy from uh, Tennessee to kind of find out his thoughts on this as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning. JC will join us. We'll break down that Alabama-Georgia game. Big game for both teams, uh, really. Alabama can stretch that lead out, and I think Georgia can hang a big win uh, there to help themselves get into the NCAA tournament. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AMW TBC. It's the home of Alabama sports.